Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. I'm your host this week, Rowan Coe, and with me today I have Tony Flynn. How's it going, Tony? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Today we're going to talk about counter offers. What is a counter offer, Tony? Well, a counter offer is when you, uh, you've applied for a job, you've successfully received that job, and then uh, you go to your current employer and you, you hand in your notice and you say, I'm out of here, <laughs> and they turn around and go, maybe not, <laughs> and they offer you uh, a pay rise. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's one of those things that it's very easy at the time to accept it and, and take it because it's comfortable. You are where you are, but um, there are a lot of downsides to them. Um, there can be upsides, but yeah, a lot of downsides that we've seen and also throughout our careers and, and research that we've done. Um, so we're hoping to, I suppose, go and cover them off today and, and shed light on potentially the um well, the potential pitfalls, I suppose, of, of accepting a counteroffer or even from an employer's perspective, making the counteroffers. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the first thing to think about is, you know, why does a counteroffer happen? Where does it come from? And I guess what triggers it? And I think the, the obvious thing there is that your manager is probably not expecting it. Yeah. You know, it comes out of nowhere. They're not prepared. Uh, they're not ready to replace you or you, you're probably a value, valuable employee there. Uh, so, you know, you coming up to them and resigning is uh, – come out of the blue and, and a quick reaction and the easy fix for the employer yeah. is to say, oh, we'll pay you, you know, a couple of dollars more an hour or whatever that looks like. Uh, so, you know, that that's generally where that sort of happens. Exactly. At that, at that moment in time when you've resigned, it, it's just like hit them like a wave and they've gone, oh, no, <laughs> we're not ready for this. We can't be short-staffed. We're not going to find someone in two or three weeks, whatever it is, and they've just gone, you know, a couple of grand a year. That's much easier than uh, – and, you know, starting from scratch again. So, um, yeah, that's usually, as Rowan said, that's where it's born out of. But, um, yeah, obviously some downsides that come with that. But I suppose the first thing when you are hit or met with a counteroffer, um, you know, first and foremost, number one tip is don't accept it straight there on the spot. Um, it's just like any job offer. Um, well, yeah, exactly. You have to look at it like a job offer. Um, you wouldn't accept a job offer, generally speaking, right on the spot. Um, most people go home and mull it over and do a bit more research and really think about it. Um, it's the same with the counter offer. Um, you know, first things first, you got to wonder, how did I get here? Um, you know, generally speaking, although salary is the most important thing for most people's jobs, you're not just in that position because of salary. Um, often you're unhappy or, um, you know, something something has led you to the point where you've gone out and got another job. Um, so you have to sit there and think, you know, how did I get here? Um, and that's the first step. And then just take it home and really start to think about it. Um, I've been in positions before. My, I myself at a, a previous job had a number of pay rises, um, at, you know, when I was starting to get, uh, get over the role and becoming a bit stale. And I can say from firsthand experience that just accepting the counter offer but nothing else changing – um, you know, that extra money is great, but you can bet your bottom dollar, um, you know, in, in two months time, three months time, whatever it is, there will be a clock and it will stop ticking eventually. And you'll just, that amount of money that you've gotten the extra will just not be relevant. You just, 
in the same position again and then you might get another pay rise when you go to leave next time and it doesn't fix the problem. No. no. Um, and by the time you've, uh, you know, been you, you come to that realisation, your employer, you know, has possibly already started looking for your replacement or they're trying to get better prepared for the next time that you resign because quite often they may think or, or may understand that a, a, a salary uh, bump is just a temporary mm. fix. So they know that you're actively looking now. They know that you're prepared to leave because yep. of dollars. So they're going to start thinking, okay, we need to be more prepared because, you know, I've given uh, this person, you know, an extra $5,000 a year or whatever to keep them happy. But realistically, they're probably going to come back in three months and resign anyway and I need to be ready. So if they were smart, they'd be out in the market talking yep. to people, having somebody there ready to go. So – I wouldn't think, uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to or expect a, a second counteroffer the second time you nah. resign. <laughs> but, you know, it, it. I guess it undermines the trust a little bit. Exactly. You know, they know that you're looking to leave. What might be a better option is to actually discuss salary with your employer, which we've, we've spoken about on previous episodes. Yeah. And really, um, you know, so money is, is out there, you know, is that they know that you're happy with your salary and yep. you're happy with your salary because then when you're ready to leave, it's it's not going to be because of salary. It's going to be because you want to move into a new position. Sure, it's going to pay more money, but it's a new challenge. So yep. that's that's the reason why you want to move unless there's obviously some sort of uh, cultural issues or something. Going yeah, there. exactly. And you kind of touched on it. it it's once that counteroff has been made, there's two things that will happen from the employer's perspective. Um, first and foremost, their, I suppose, willingness to engage with you in, in your career development and spending money on you to go to OEM training, for example, or, or just further career development is going to be far more declined because as an employer, why would you want to do that if you think that they're going to leave in six to nine months time anyway, when, when better money comes up? Um, so your likelihood of actually being fulfilled at work definitely decreases from the moment you take a counteroffer. Um, and then the other, I suppose, issue with them is as soon as you've taken that counter offer, the power, I suppose, or just the way you're perceived within that company can be shifted um, almost instantly, like higher expectations on you, that kind of thing. Like uh, that mentality of if, you know, if we're going to pay them an extra 10K now or 5K, whatever it is, well, they better be worth it. Let's make sure and then hold them to that standard. So if you're already unhappy for whatever reason, and then you have that added pressure, um, it will likely build up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it, there will be a swing subconsciously somewhere within the business of, of people's opinions of you. And I, I've seen articles mention a percentage of, of those candidates who accept a counteroffer uh, who then go on to resign, and it is high. It's, you know, more than 50%. I think it's even 70 or 80%. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, you've really got to weigh up why it was you were unhappy and why it was you were looking to leave and, measure that against the salary increase and just understand, you know, is this really going to make me happy long-term? Because in three or four months' time when you are unhappy again, that other job offer that you've got now might not be there or yep. there might not be as many jobs then. Right now you've got a great opportunity to start somewhere fresh on higher salary probably uh, with a new employer. You can try all the new things. You know, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, uh, You've got that now. So that's why... Uh, you know, it can be good to just 
clean break, you know, say no to the counter offer and start with the new employer and really build that new relationship and start positive from there. Yeah, well, I've got these statistics in front of me, actually, that you, you uh, probably mentioned or, or came across when you're doing your research. And this is from a, an Indeed um, article. It's from the UK, but they did uh, interview a, a cross-reference of a couple of thousand people for this one. But um, it, the, the statistics are quite, quite startling. Um, 80% of candidates who accept a counter offer from their current employer end up leaving within six months. Um, straight after. And it's that theory I just mentioned before. As soon as that money wears off, it's just like, I still hate it here. <laughs> yeah. The extra hundred bucks a week or fortnight or whatever it is after tax um, just isn't enough. Um, and then, yeah, 50% of candidates, same study again, 50% of candidates that accept counter offers from their current employer um, are active again within 60 days. So that means that within 60 days, they're, you know, back out in the job market applying for jobs. Um which, yeah, I've been in the same boat before. I, I did the same thing. Um, so, yeah, from both an employer's and a, a job seeker's perspective, you've got to be aware that whilst uh, it might keep them happy initially for a week or two weeks or whatever it might be, you know, statistics say, say that uh, 50% chance that in two months they're going to be back applying for jobs again. And then uh, same again from a candidate's perspective, you know, has anything actually changed other than money? Have I gotten more fulfillment in my job? Have I gotten more tasks and responsibilities? Is there something tangible that's changed other than just monetary? Um, because usually that's the the reason people uh, stick around, although money does seem to be the at the forefront of their mind. Usually it's subconsciously it's, you know, a, a happy employee will, will cop less money um, if they give some kind of fulfillment from their role. I think as well from an employer's side of it, you really want to make sure that, uh, you know, when the candidate – uh, is, is thinking of leaving. If, yeah. if, if the candidate has in their mind that they want to leave the position or they're unhappy about the job, yeah. they should be talking to the manager. You should be having a good relationship there with the manager so that mm. all that's out on the table. You know, yeah. if, you, if you've um, gone to your employer and you said, look, I'm leaving for this better job, yeah. there should, in a perfect world, you should have already had that discussion or the, the, you as a candidate should have had that discussion with your manager and said, look, you know, I'm unhappy with my salary, rah, 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 and, and really sort of nutted out there. So that yeah. the, the main core reason why you're leaving is because of that new challenge, yeah. not because of money. And if, if it is because of money, then there's gonna, there, there has to be something else there as well. So Yeah, and I think another thing that should cross your mind when a counteroffer comes up is why suddenly do they see my value? Like if you've already approached them and you've had an open discussion and, um, you know, you've said to them, well, I think I'm, I'm worth this amount. And they've said, no, we're going to pay you this. And then you go and get another job and you get a counter offer and suddenly they're happy to bump you up. Well, why now? Um, there's cultural implications for that. There's yeah, a lot to think about. Like, how am I going to continue? Like, is the only way to get a pay rise in this business to resign and then uh, finally get one? So there's, yeah, there's a whole element to think about, but I suppose, it does sound very negative and the statistics do indicate that, you know, it's definitely not going to solve everything. But I suppose from a neutral perspective, counteroffers aren't always doom and gloom. There are some positive sides to it. Um, a lot of that being, you know, because of these conversations we've said, and we're always saying like these are in a best case scenario, a lot of these conversations don't happen because they're awkward and, you know, people don't want to have these conversations about salary and that kind of thing. So where there is a positive impact is when, you know, counter offers will often force these conversations to be had. Well, you know, why did you resign, mate? Let me know. Um, it's money. It's, you know, you're not fulfilled. All right. Well, let's try and fix it. Um, and so 
that is the positive element of it is that they'll actually, you know, if things are put in place and changes are made, well, then it's going to lead to a better, more fulfilled employee moving forward. Um, so we're definitely not saying from an employer's perspective, don't even try to hold them, like just let them go. No, definitely should be trying to hold them, but it's the importance of, of trying to make sure that you see it through to the end. Um, a lot of these statistics, as we say, like 80% of candidates, you know, leaving their company in the next six months after taking counteroffer, a lot of that I'm sure would come down to the fact that those candidates didn't see an actual tangible change in their job. Um, so if you are going to make a counteroffer, you have to see it through, you know, and it can't just be monetary. It's got to be whether it's the tasks of the, of the, the job or, or something that gives more fulfillment. You have to make sure you're actually seeing those through because the moment you fall off that, that's when the candidate or the employee is going to fall straight back into the same position and go, no, nah, we're back to where we were four months ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there can be positive side effects to it. I, I've seen in the past where um, a company I used to work at, a, a lady we worked with resigned, um, she was talked around to stay in counter offer, got a pay rise, but they actually physically changed her role. Um, and, and she said, you know, these are the things that I hate. I, I cannot do this any longer. It's not really just about money. And they said, great, well, we'll give you a little bit of money. We'll match the other offer. Um, but we'll also change your role completely. Uh, well, not necessarily completely, but we'll remove these tasks and we'll, you know, outsource and do what we have to do. And we'll, um, we'll give you these new tasks and, and give you that more fulfillment. And, and she stuck around for another few years after that. Um, and yeah, really enjoyed the, the change up, I suppose. Yeah. And I think, you know, finding the positive in a counter offer, I think is in, uh, based on the intent of presenting your resignation. Exactly. Uh, you know, if you're only resigning to actually obtain a counter offer, that's not going to work for you long term. No. So don't go applying or trying to get another job offer purely to use that to reassess your current position. Yeah. The much, much better way to do that is to just physically have the conversation yep. with your employer and say, look, you know, I'm unhappy with the salary or whatever. And we've discussed this in other podcasts about ways you can do that. So have a look back through our podcast feed for those. But having that conversation and, you know, talking to your employer about, whether it's salary or the tasks or whatever, what has been the issue in the role and yeah. try and overcome those. Don't use a, a, a new offer at a new job as a way of obtaining those. Yeah. Have the conversation first. I, I think that's probably, you know, an important message to say. Yeah, and I think just the, the final thing I, I'd want to touch on or just even to leave it on because we've already spoken about it once again. If you, you are met with a counter offer, just, yeah, take it home, marinate in it, don't take, you know, 24 hours to, to answer, really sit in it, think about it. And whether that takes a week or whatever it takes, really assess your options, figure out, was it just about the money? Um, and, and then go from there before you really, uh, you know, go back and, and make up your mind. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, look, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, we've got a couple of notes, uh, a couple of links in the show notes there this week. We've got an article on our website about counter offers and, and what to do when you resign. So have a look at that. Um, we've also got some other um, links there as well to uh, just about statistics that we mentioned in the episode. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you again next week. And for now, it's goodbye. See you later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.